All right, we're going to continue talking about the importance of the Bible, and I want to look at Psalm 119, the first section there, for what we're going to talk about this morning. This whole chapter, which is the longest chapter of the Bible, by the way, is all about God's Word and, and how important God's Word is to us. We're going to look at the first section, important things it says there, verse 1 says, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep His testimonies, who seek Him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in His ways. You have commanded us to keep Your precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep Your statutes. Then I would not be ashamed when I look into all Your commandments. I will praise You with uprightness of heart when I learn Your righteous judgments. I will keep Your statutes. Oh, do not forsake me utterly. So the, uh, the author of this is very honest, you see. And we don't know who the author is definitely. A lot of the Psalms were written by David. The evidence is more for a later time period. And uh, I think there's more evidence for Ezra, the priest, writing this after the exile. But whoever wrote it, he was very honest. And he said, God, your word is so important. We need to walk in it. We need to obey it. But he said, but we don't. I don't. He said, when I look into your commandments, I see I'm ashamed of what I'm not, I'm, how I'm disobeying your word. And I'm reminded of my sin. Uh, because that's where we're at, is that we, our flesh is sinful and we are weak in our, in our flesh. But God is, if you're saved, God has changed your heart inside to want to obey. And we have to grow in that knowledge and grow in the strength to learn how to walk in obedience to God's Word. But in and of ourselves, we're like this, the writer of this, this psalm. He says, Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. He talks about his struggle to, to live like he should. And that's the human race. Is the human race is in disobedience and is going astray, and that's why the world has had all the problems it's had all throughout history, and that's why the world has such, such a mess today, with all the immorality, all the killing, all the violence, the stealing, is all because of the sinful condition of human beings. And what God has given to us, though, to help us with this, and it is the key, is the Bible. This is what the whole psalm is about. It says that we struggle, but God has given us His law and His Word to bless us. That's how it starts off. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. And He's given us His Word to direct us, and if we will listen to it, and we will keep it. That's the great statement out of this psalm. It's repeated throughout it. It says, Oh, that I would keep your statutes. Lord, help me to keep your statutes. That's the main theme of this, of this chapter to keep God's Word, to obey it. If we'll do that, we will be blessed in our life. Life will be strong and be blessed from God in what it was meant to be here on the earth. Now, we may have more problems with the world. They won't like that. We'll be persecuted, but we'll be blessed from God. We'll have an inner strength and a peace, and we'll avoid a lot of problems that are out there in the world in sinfulness. And so God's Word is so important. It's given to us to guide us in our life. And 
that means there's certain things we have to do in order for that to happen. Number one, basically, is we need to read it. If you don't read it, you're not going to know what it says. So we need to read it, and then we need to believe it. We need to believe what we're reading, that it is the truth. It is the best way, and that's a big key. A lot of people know the Bible, but they don't believe in it. You know, Satan knows the Bible pretty good. He quoted it to Jesus, but he doesn't believe in it. He tries to get people to disobey it. He's not obeying it himself. And there are a lot of people out there that know the Bible, but they don't really believe in it to follow it. So you have to read it, believe it, and then to obey it and keep it. There are three word pictures in the Bible that God gives us for what the Bible is to us. The first one I'll just mention, we won't look it up, is in Deuteronomy 8.3 where he says that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So the word picture there is God said the Bible is like your spiritual food. It's like you eat physically and you've got to do that. You can't go very long without doing that. You'll find out you, you'll have problems. The Bible is our spiritual food. And we need to eat it or we're going to be spiritually in trouble. It's our spiritual food that we need to take it, take in. We need to take it in every day. The second picture is that it's a, a light, a lamp. Look over Psalm 119, verse 105. We find that here in this chapter. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It's, it's a light. It's food and it's a light. To, to guide us. And then there's a third, a little step beyond uh, these pictures, is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And Paul's talking about spiritual, spiritual battle there, battling with sin and the world, spiritual oppositions. And so, the Bibles are food. That's very basic. Very important, but it's very basic. You're just taking in food. Then it's, it's a light. So we're walking in the darkness. We need that light to guide us. But even beyond that, we need more than a light. When you say like you're walking out in the darkness and then you hear a growl, what do you want? Your flashlight's not enough anymore. Your, your lantern's not enough. What do you need? You need a weapon. And that's the sword. So the Bible's all these things. I think there's three stages. And it's our sword to do battle with the spiritual opposition that's out in the world. And that's Satan and his demons. That's the world, people in the world, the world system, the, the unbelievers who do not like the believers and do not want, do not want God ways over the world, hate God, want to rebel against that. And, and that's the world system. There's all that out there we battle with. And the key is the Word of God. It's our food, our lamp, and our sword. And, and that's very, very key. Think about it in the, term of, uh, the terms of a soldier. Because we really are in a battle. And just imagine a soldier, if he didn't have food rations every day. 
How well would he do in that battle? And then what if he didn't have equipment of like lights? He's out, he's got to go out and, and, and do some surveillance at night. And, and uh, you know, our soldiers today, one of, I understand with the last few wars, a very key thing was these goggles with night vision. They could see in the dark. Gave them a very good advantage, very helpful. What if they didn't have any of that equipment? And what if they didn't, didn't have weapons? How effective are they going to be? Well, we're in a spiritual battle too. We're soldiers for Jesus. We're in a battle on a spiritual level. And we need our food rations, the Word of God. We need the lamp and the light of God's Word. And we need the swords, the sword of the Word of God. And the swords, they're really are indication of individual truths. All the truths in the Bible that are very specific about different areas of life. And it tells us the truth about it. And we need that truth in our heads and in our hearts. And that's a sword that we pull out and use whenever we battle that area. And if we don't have those three things, and especially that last one, we're not going to do very well in the battle. That's why this book is the most important book in your life as a Christian. It's more important than any other. It's the only book from God. It's what we've been talking about the last few weeks. It's the only book that God has given Himself. And He spoke it through prophets of Israel that He chose. And, he, and they wrote down what He spoke to them, either in their ear or in their heart, in their mind. And it is from God. And that's why there's no error in it. And we can trust it, but it, it's for a point. It's our food, it's our light, and it is our sword to use. And so my challenge to you today is to be using the Word of God in this way. That means that you need to be spending time every day reading it, taking in that food. And then you're going to believe it and you're going to let it guide you and that's your light. Which way to go? You're going to go this way, what is right, and you're going to not go, you're going to reject what is wrong. And you're going to know that choice because of what the Bible says. Because God's the one that decides right and wrong. And God tells us in the Bible, we wouldn't know it either. otherwise. If it was left up to us, we'd come up with all kinds of different opinions. Which is where the world is today because they've throwing the Bible away. That's basically what's happening. That's why there's, I don't even know how many, they, they're saying like 50 or 100 or whatever crazy number genders. They say there's that many different genders. And it's crazy when you hear them try to describe it. And I heard some story the other day of some poor girl that went from one gender to the next. And she was just saying, oh, now I'm I changed from this and now I'm this. And now I went from this and then I'm this. It's just, it's just craziness. And that's why the suicide rate's going through the roof. Because all this stuff is craziness. It destroys people's lives. And they're doing all this because they've thrown away the Bible and they say, well, we can just decide our own. I can decide that if I want to change my gender today, I'm going to change my gender. You can't really do it, but say, I'm, I'm no longer a boy, I'm, I'm a girl now. They're just making it up. It's their own opinion. And there's 50,000 opinions out there. 
and it's just a uh, catastrophe. It's because they've thrown away the Bible. This really is a battle over the truth of the Bible. So we need that light, and then we need the sword to battle that. And I urge you to that. You say, well, how do I deal with this? What do I say to somebody? The answer is you say, well, no, that, we shouldn't do that, and that is not right because God says that it's not right. And God's the one that decides. I don't decide. You don't decide. God decides because he made us. He made life. And that's how you answer it. You say, God decides, and it's in his word. And then they'll go, oh, well, the Bible doesn't say that. Oh, that's wrong, wrong. And then you're talking about the real issue. You're going to talk about the Bible. And you then will defend the Bible as the truth with what we've been talking about. It was given by God through prophets. It's without error. It's been verified. Archaeology confirms the Bible over and over and over and over. It's scientifically accurate before science knew the truth. You know, when the scientists and all the modern knowledge thought the world was flat, and at one time they did, the Bible in Job said that God has drawn a circle around the earth. It was already there in the Bible all along. The Bible is scientifically accurate because it's from God. You can trust it. You can defend it. And that's really what the battle is, is over. So go back to... Uh, Psalm 119, the beginning um, section there. And so we're going to read it. And then uh, verse 11, it says, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. And so we read it. But here's a really important step. And where we want to get to is we need to memorize it. You memorize it. First, so that you can really internalize it and really understand it. You memorize it so you can say it to yourself and you really think about it. And as you think more about a verse of Scripture, you understand it more and more. And then you, you memorize it so that you can use it as a sword. Just like Jesus did when he, was, when he dealt with Satan in the wilderness and Satan said, why don't you turn these? You're so hungry, you've been fasting for 40 days. And, you know, that's really uh, unfair for God to make you do that. And uh, you're really hungry and you've got to live. So uh, why don't you turn these, your son of God, turn these stones into bread. You can eat right here. And Jesus then dealt with that with a scripture that he had memorized. And he was ready to use. And he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That indicates that God had told him to go out in the wilderness and fast until he told him to stop. And God hadn't told him to stop yet. Satan was saying stop. God said don't stop. And Jesus' answer said, no, I don't live just by bread. I live by the word of God and I'm going to obey that. He answered it with a scripture. That's how we battle evil in the world and in our own hearts is by quoting scripture. Jesus did that three times. Every time Satan came at him with a temptation, he quoted a scripture. Because he had read it, he had memorized it, he understood it, and he knew how to use it in each situation. And that's what you and I need to do. And so I, I really, my challenge to you is that you be reading through the Bible, and as you read through it, you're looking for verses that really speak truth about an issue in life that you're going to face and deal with, and you're going to memorize that, 
so that then you can use it when you deal with that issue in your own life. That's the point of memorizing. And so you can use it. And so I urge you to the importance of that. Uh, that's how we're to use the Bible. It's not just some old book that we put on the shelf and say, oh, well, it's important. It's to use. And that's why Hebrew says the Bible's living, living and active. It's sharper than a two-edged sword, because it is. It's, it's something to be used. A lot of people look at the Bible and they criticize it. Oh, that's just an old book. It's an old book. It's out of date. That's a very common statement today. It's out of date. But it's more relevant than any of the books. All of the books. It does not expire. Its truth endures to all generations. In fact, that is a, that's one important verse in Psalm 119, is that it endures to all generations. It never expires. It is the truth today. It is living and active, and it is the sword that we use. But we gotta, you got to memorize it. And so I urge you to look for verses you can memorize and that you can use in the battle against sin. That battle may just be within your own heart, and you need to use the Word of God to win that battle. And then we use it in battling the world and the, the world system that goes after sin. And so this is why God has given the Bible. This is why He's preserved it to the day. is so we can use it as a sword and a lamp and our food. And so be committed to the Bible. Use it in this way, and it'll be a blessing to you and all of it. I, I encourage you to be reading through all the Bible. We have Bible reading plans there on the table to be through all of the Bible because there are wonderful truths throughout all of it. And you'll miss some of that. You won't have a complete diet unless you're going through all of the books that God has given to us. All right, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for giving us your word to hear from you, to know the truth, and to be strengthened, and to have a sword that we can use. Just give us understanding of your word. Help us to memorize it and to remember it and to use it in our lives and all the issues that we face. Help us defend your truth in this world of darkness that is fighting against you and uh, give us the words to say in response uh, like Jesus answered Satan. And lead us in your will this week in walking in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.